Life is complicated. There is the law and there is reality. Welcome to Law and Reality, sponsored by Thav Gross. Now, here's your host, Ken Gross. Welcome to this week's Law and Reality. I am Brian Small, your host. Ken Gross is out this week. He is somewhere in the middle of the Caribbean Ocean, going on a little choo-choo boat or so, going around in a circle, wishing that he wishing that he never had to come wow. back. I promise. <laughs> he uh, he likes his cruises and uh, he deserves one. But uh, he he's a man of of uh, specific performance taste, so to speak. He always does the same vacation. Very predictable. Yes, just like uh, Rain Man on <laughs> in that movie. Okay, with us today we have Jenny Lingle, our tax expert here at Thav Gross. Jenny, how are you? Welcome I'm to the show. I'm doing well. Good to be here today. We also have Corey Silverstein. Good morning, everybody. Our I'm, criminal law expert. I'm here from Silverstein Legal. I'm here. I'm ready to talk, and uh, I learned something new, Brian. I heard. After our conversation last week about Hall & Oates, Uh-oh. I have heard that you actually went to an Elton John concert as well. I did. I went to the Elton John, his final tour concert, and I also went to uh, Phil Collins. I drove all the way to Columbus, Ohio to see Phil Collins because my wife likes Phil Collins, and so I promised her I would I actually her. got, after last week's show, Brian, I got a write-in. Uh, I got an email from one of our listeners questioning your music listening. <laughs> hey, listen, concerned. I don't... I, there's two things. One, I like what I like, and if people don't like what I like, it's okay with me. And two, I don't sing because I could clear a room. Those are the two things. So, All right, so one thing I want to tell you is that Brian is lying on that. Okay. Last week in the car on the way home, I, we're we're talking, and then we stop, and I'm answering an email, and I look over, and Brian is singing, and I'm like, oh. "Really, Brian? <laughs> Brian, come on now." <laughs> I think you. I think we got to put him to the test. No, no, we you, do not. You we, are on the radio. You got yeah, a I know. We do for us, Brian. No, no, we do want to scare the audience. But scaring the audience is something that we're going to talk about. Some stuff that's a little bit scary because it's the end of the year, and the end of the year is known as spending season. Right. That's Most, when those those Amazon boxes just pile up on the front. You porch. know what? And it is so easy these days, isn't it? it you. You literally don't have to go anywhere. You can sit at your computer and magically a whole bunch of stuff shows up on your front porch. Like the Elton John box set? Yeah, perfect. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Corey. No problem. Um, anyway, the, the the gist of it is is that this is the time of year that people tend to put themselves in financial predicaments. Right. The budget goes out the window. What it's budget? The holidays. It's a You're budget. Feeling good. Mom, mom, I have to have for Christmas those two hundred and forty dollar pair of Air Jordans. I'm sorry, I'm probably dating oh, myself. They, they there. went down in price? Ah, okay. <laughs> Three hundred and forty. The the point is is that our children are influenced by the media. They're influenced by the athletes that are out there that are hawking their shoes and their their clothing lines and whatever it is, and they come to us and they say, I want. And we, as parents, try not to disappoint our children. We don't want to disappoint our children. Yet, we can put ourselves in a big, big predicament financially. And I see it every year come the end of January. People walk in to see me and go, I don't know what I was doing. 
I had to give everybody the Christmas of a lifetime, and now I'm $10,000 in debt. And, and Brian, More in it's debt. not just, you know, some people say, oh, well, that's not going to happen to me. I'm a responsible person. Um, it happens to everyone. At, at some point in time, um, you know, you could be spending, feeling good about the holidays, and then all of a sudden you're in layoffs come in. Uh, lots of things oh, yeah, that can year happen layoffs, that or change your plan. That, that, that General Motors is closing plants in Pole Town. I know. In, in, very, very sad all over to the hear United that. States. And Ford is laying off people. And there's thousands of people losing their job, yet corporations are making billions and billions of dollars, and it's completely unfair. And we don't want to get in, I won't get into completely about General Motors cutting, uh, shutting down Pole Town because they tore down a whole city to build a plant that they're now going to abandon. And they extricated a whole bunch of people from a beautiful area of the city so that they could build the plant. I think they should keep it open. Just my opinion. But that being said, uh, year-end is not happy time for a lot of people at the moment. And putting yourself into debt to pretend to make things better isn't going to help. But there are solutions when you do put yourself into the debt. I mean, well, the first thing, you know, from the tax perspective that I say is there's unfortunately nowadays not that much that you can do to change your tax burden. But a lot of my clients maybe are always paying this year's taxes with next year's money, which means you always end up being behind and having penalties. That's quite often happens with a lot of self-employed people. Right. So this is always, and I just met with someone who was self-employed the other day, and he's, his plan was completely wrong, was going to take 2019 funds to pay off a 2017 liability when he had already incurred 2018 and was going to be behind in 2019. The penalties, the interest, the issues, the stress. Well, wait, 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 wait. Let's, 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 let's just, let me ask a question about that. He owed for 2017. Yes. It's the oldest year. It's, and he already owes it, for 18 because we're in December. Right. Isn't it logical <laughs> that you would pay off the oldest year to stop all the penalties from continuing to accrue and all the bad stuff for, to continue to accrue from the IRS? Occasionally, that is the correct answer. But more often than not, what happens is that those penalties are front-loaded. So a lot of times, they've already been they're already maxed out. So what you don't want to do is continue to incur new penalties. So my plan for him, which was the perfect time to do it, is that we're going to work out a payment plan for 17 and 18 where there's no federal tax lien that gets filed so it's not going to affect his credit because in his line of work it, it is an issue because he is trying to get some loans and get some startups going and that we're going to get him set up on a plan to be using those funds to pay 19 and after I set out all the math and where he was it made complete sense also eased his burden made him feel better we've got a plan that he can actually stick with that makes sense okay so you put him in a plan that that was completely opposite of what he thought he should do, which is really what happens quite often. When people come into the office and they're facing financial difficulties, what ends up happening is, is that they think that common sense should apply to dealing with the government. And God knows, <laughs> oh, I've been wanting to say this for years. I know, Brian. When there, it comes to the government, there is no common sense. But well, Brian, typically, you know, I see people, and what I explained to him is he's coming to me at the beginning. If what, he you didn't like that, Corey? Come on. I, You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm choosing to remain silent. If he would have gone with Wait, his plan. Wait, that was plan. last show when you had the right to remain silent. <laughs> well, I, but right now I am. I, 
if he had gone mind. with his plan, he would be coming back to me in two to three years with a much bigger problem. Now, his plan he had to do with installment agreements and things like that. Other plans have to do with getting you current for 2019, getting 2018 filed so that we can include all existing liabilities and possibly an offer and compromise or an uncollectible or an installment agreement. It is the absolute perfect time of year to get yourself set up uh, to be what they call compliant going forward and figure out what to do with the back. So now, I, have, I have a question for you, Jenny, if it's all right, it's all right with our, our host of the day, Brian here. Uh, Jenny, here's my question for you. Oftentimes, I think that people think that, okay, I might have a tax issue. I might be running low on money, but you know what? I'll just wait. I'll wait until eventually I get a letter from the IRS or I get some notification that I'm in trouble. I'll hide my head in the sand. That's, is there something, Jenny, should people be considering before they get that letter to come in and talk? Or- Absolutely. What I always tell people is it's a free consultation. It's not a meet and greet. I don't just throw out a bunch of fancy different programs and say what they are to kind of give you a sales pitch. We get down and we crunch numbers. And sometimes what we do is when you come in before those notices have gone out, we start planning. When notice one comes out, we're going to do X. When notice two comes out, we're going to do Y. And when notice Z comes out, we have to do this to prevent that. And that's something that people don't understand. The Internal Revenue Service and the Michigan Department of Treasury send it tend to send out a ton of letters. And what happens is people think, well, nothing happened the first time. Nothing happened the second, the third, or the fourth time. So definitely before they levy my paycheck or close my business or take my bank account, they're going to send me a letter that really says this is what we're going to do. And it doesn't work that way. So to follow up on that, though, Jenny, so could you, in a situation where someone knows they're about to run into trouble, is there something that you could proactively do? Could you even reach out to the to, to the IRS before a person gets that first notice, or do you generally wait? Well, here, here's here's the the issue: the IRS can't do anything for the most part until an assessment has been made. Now, there might be some instances where you owe for ten years, we've got a pre-assessment, but typically. Um, the first notice comes out at the same point in time that they did the assessment. So we wouldn't be reaching out. But that doesn't mean that I don't have people come to me in October, November, or December saying, I know I'm going to have a problem for this year. What are my options? And in fact, the people that come to me then are much happier than those that wait because what you're thinking is always the worst. A lot of times I'll say, here's what's going to happen, and here's what you're going to have to pay, and it doesn't matter if you owe $1,000 or a $1 million, and then you go home and can sleep that, at night. That's because an offer and compromise, which is one of the tools that we utilize in the tax world, is a mathematical formula. It puts you in a position where whether you owe $100,000, $10,000, or $10 million in back taxes, if you qualify for an offer, you qualify for the offer. Though, and it could be $100, it could be $10,000, it could be a million dollars, depending on how much money you're worth and right. how much and, income you have. Right, and we all do have. those commercials. Last week I had $151,000 accepted an offer of $100. It's a mathematical formula for the majority of, of, of how we do this. There's a few things that we can manipulate, but what you also have to remember is the IRS isn't going to do that formula for you. And oftentimes we'll get a response and I'll have a panic client on the phone and I'll, even though I've told them not, if we're rejected at the first step, move to the tables. Oftentimes there's errors made or they haven't used the right internal revenue codes. Are these the craps codes. tables or the, uh, the blackjack <laughs> tables? What type of... So I'm sorry, the, the tables they do, is it might be an asset table. 
table and an income and expense table. I had one the other day. My client panicked, called me, screaming at me, which I told him not to do from the first part, saying they say I can afford to pay $80,000. I says, well, I says, you get your letter three days before I do bring it in. He brings it in. I look to the asset table and they have the fair market value of his home sitting there, but they forgot to subtract out the mortgage. Oh, so so it is possible that even the great IRS can make mistakes? Well, they're human. So then what happens is I No, no, no. I I refuse to agree that the IRS is human. I'm sorry. So in that instance, (laughs) I provide additional information, and the person that's working it can do one of two things. They can look at it and reopen the file, or some of them, and their position is they have way too many files, they're going to push it down the line and let it be the next person's problem. We'll just say, you've appealed, submit your documentation the next round. And we do. And, and that's a simple example. But then sometimes what happens is there are certain code sections that have come out um, under the fresh start that can help you that the person working the file just isn't aware of or didn't so think of. this is the time of year, though, that you need to get the advice on what to do on a going forward basis. You've already screwed it up. You've already screwed up 18, you screwed up 17, you screwed up 16. Maybe you haven't filed your tax returns in the last 10 years. But right, you and know I think what? you need you know to point out why now is the is the appropriate time. The Internal Revenue Service requires that you be compliant before setting up what they call a collection alternative, which is an offer, an installment agreement, something like that. You in order to be compliant, you have to have filed all tax returns and you have to be current with your tax deposits for the year. What better time to do that when January when you're not behind? True Does, enough. I guess my I, so here's a question, Jenny. Is it is, I mean, just and this is based on your experience, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this isn't going to be something in every circumstance. But when you're working with the IRS or a person chooses to engage counsel, hire counsel to help them out, do you see that the IRS is willing to work more with people that are working to work with it? Or is it is it a matter of they're just really looking at a formula across the board? So the, the reality is it depends on what you're asking for. But I find with counsel, I will actually have uh, quite a few of what they call revenue officers in the field call me and say, I'm so happy you have this file. The reality is that there's laws, there's codes, there's things that you need to do. And as a taxpayer, you're not going to understand it. You're not going to know exactly what you need to do. So I'm able to get things resolved quicker in a more beneficial way than the majority of my clients could. You know what amazes me is the number of people that I meet that haven't filed taxes in an extraordinary number of years. I was talking to a- a It's interesting people you're hanging out with, Brian. I was talking to a a contractor, self-employed, and he said, this is the first year he's filing a tax return in 18 years. Mm -hmm. And I said, why is this the first year? He goes, well, because I'm getting 1099s. I said- did you make a living previous years? Oh, yeah, but I got paid in cash. You know, I don't understand, and I hear it all the time, and I hear it from very educated people. Well, it's cash. Well, it's cash. Well, what does that mean? There's no under-the-table work. Under-the-table means illegal. It means you're not reporting it on your federal tax return. It doesn't mean somebody out of the goodness of their heart is paying you under the table so that you don't have to pay taxes on it. That's how we describe illegal Activity. And do you know what the worst part of it is? Is that when I was talking to him, I said, do you realize that for the last 18 years of not pay- filing a tax return and being and working for yourself and working in cash, you haven't put any money towards Social Security? When you retire, you can't retire unless you put your own money away because you'll never qualify for enough Social Security money. Well, clearly, yes, because they have no credits because being self-employed, they've not reported anything 
um, onto their returns. So I haven't that? filed the return. Right. So well, can exactly. I go, so there's no have return to for the IRS and, to look at. So do I have to go back and file 18 years with the returns? All right. So that's a tricky question, Brian. So legally, I would say that you are required to file and report all income. But the reality of the situation is, is in those instances, I usually contact a certain department with the Internal Revenue Service and say my client has not filed in a while, which is not telling them something they can't see. What years should we file? What years do you have information on? Because believe it or not, there are times when I've had people try to file old years or amend because they you know, come clean with their conscience saying we made more money and I'll get a letter back from the IRS saying it's a closed year. We're not considering it. So I have two comments. One, I'm actually very impressed that Jenny was able to rope in the reality word into the law and reality show. That was, that was very impressive. And I, Brian, you know, going back again to your interesting friends that you're hanging out with, (laughs) I I just have to warn you that I think uh, Mr. Elton John would be disappointed. Thank you. Thank you. But, but on a serious note, Jenny, you know, one thing that I guess I just keep going back to in my mind, which, what you stated earlier was the situation where the IRS made a mistake, a, and this was the, I believe, the, the valuation the, of the, the home IRS example. The make, IRS makes mistakes. They make mistakes on audit. They make mistakes in installment agreements, on offers. They make mistakes in issue levies that they shouldn't. They lean at certain points of time when they shouldn't. Would a person like me, though, and again, I, I know li- I, I know basically, I, I mean, almost nothing about, about tax law. I have an accountant. He takes care of my stuff, and that's that. Would someone like me even notice something like that? No, you, you would have a very difficult time. And I can tell you, I have a very good friend who's an attorney who's been practicing for 20 years, got himself into a little bit of a tax problem and said, it, I, I thought I could handle it myself. It sounds simple. And I'm looking at it going, yes, it is pretty simple. But even then, they, they weren't. Now, some people come to me and I look at what their issue is and I say, this is something you can handle yourself. Here's the phone number you need to call. Here's what you need to ask for because you don't qualify for anything else. And what you're asking for is a slam dunk. Um, so if there is something that you can handle yourself and don't need a attorney for, I always will give you that advice. Of course, I also give you the opportunity as I've had some come back and say, do you know I was on hold for three hours and I still didn't get the letter and had to call back five times, which is when I point to my desk and say, the reason I have two phones on my desk is because one I use to call the IRS knowing I'm going to be on hold for three hours. And, and the, the other, other one, is the bat phone. No. <laughs> <laughs> the other one I use to work. Is and it it's red? just sometimes kind of knowing what you have to do. Um, it's kind of like walking through the minefield. If you know where all the bombs are, you know how to how So, to so bottom right. line here is, is if you are currently playing games or shenanigans with the IRS and you think you can get away with it, the best thing you need to do is pick up the phone, give Jenny a call, and, and discuss your situation. It's probably not as bad as you think it is, and it's solvable. And that's that's the key, solving the problem. At the end of the year right now is a great opportunity to get that fresh start going forward in 2019. You know what else is a great opportunity to get a fresh start? What's that, Brian? Getting yourself out of debt. Because debt is a burden that is both hammers you uh, personally, your wallet, and psychologically. It is. It causes depression. It causes you to lack productivity at work. You end up, when you've put yourself in so much debt that you can't think straight because you're trying to figure out how to pay Visa, MasterCard, the mortgage payment, and put food on the table, and you start to make the wrong decisions. It's amazing the number of people that I have coming to, in to see me that are current with their credit cards and have fallen behind on their mortgage payments. You need a place to live. You do not want to live in a tent. 
Visa and MasterCard do not have to get paid. If you're making a decision between paying your mortgage and paying your credit cards, I am telling you right now, you should be paying your mortgage payment and you should come in and see me so that we can talk about how to address your debt situation and get you out of it. We look at budget management to show you where we can find the money that you're wasting because everybody wastes money. We look at the debt burden that you're carrying. We look at getting rid of second mortgages. Opportunity exists, whether it be through bankruptcy or debt resolution or budget management. The key is addressing the situation, not hiding your head in the sand and not ignoring the bills. You have to address them. And it is amazing this time of year, how many people will just say, oh, I'll figure out how to pay for it later. And they'll charge their credit cards up a storm. And then come the end of January, when the bright lights of, of the holidays are over and the Christmas trees are out by the trash and the lights are down, all of a sudden reality hits. And there's that reality word again. You know, and, Brian, I do have a question though. So are you are you saying that for people that are already in debt, that the holidays can really end up being a almost uh, it could it could lead to catastrophe almost because there's so much there's so much pressure and, and added danger. Yeah, with we gifts started and we parties. started talking about that. Little Johnny wants three hundred forty dollar pair of sneakers, and you don't want to disappoint him. You got to learn to understand how to say no, and. Uh, you, you got to learn how to understand what is the most important thing for yourself, your family. And it's certainly not those sneakers. What it is, is making sure that there's food on the table, the roof over your head, a car in the driveway, not necessarily a $950 car payment, more like a reasonable car payment, $250. Keeping up with the Joneses and keeping up with the Smiths and keeping up with the latest fads and fashion whatever trends i hate that keeping up with the joneses because the reality is you never know what people's situations are oftentimes i'll see people and but say that's the whole point i thought people killed that expression and now everyone says keeping up with the kardashians but it's, 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 uh, it's possible I, I but nobody's but, keeping up with yeah, them okay. but, but, but but that's exactly right people put on an outward front that they're doing just fine when financially they're not doing fine if you're carrying credit card debt and i mean anything Ken will, Ken will say over five $6,000. I think if you're paying interest at all on any debt whatsoever, you are doing yourself and your family a disservice. If you don't, you, your goal should be, and, and this should be your New Year's resolution slash goal for the future, is put cash in the bank, get rid of your debt. And, and you know, the favorite question I get, and, and I always look at it and just go, why is everybody so concerned? Because I know that there's no reason to be. Is But isn't this going to hurt my credit score? Whatever I do. Because well, Brian, I plan on having my credit score on my tombstone. So, you know, the whole world's going to see it forever, right? That's great. Yeah. I plan on buying my tombstone on a credit card and not paying it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I do like that. But beyond that, you know, I, listen, I'm not one. People say I can't live without a credit card. I haven't used one in nearly twenty so, years. So, Brian, so when your credit card, when your credit score takes a dip, is it is it there forever? Is it never just, coming just, back? Just up? yours, Jenny. Everybody else's credit score heals. Okay. Everybody else's credit score gets better. You see that the key is is what do you do to cause your credit score to go down? You cause you file a bankruptcy. Okay, your credit score went down. You've what have you done with that bankruptcy? You've eliminated your debt. So now you have no debt. 
And what can your credit, what is your credit score going to do? It's going to go back up. It heals because the components of your credit score include how much debt to available credit you have. That's one. And two, your payment history. And three, how much debt you have. Okay. When you have no debt, your credit gets to go up. And so is it a temporary hit? Sure. Are you going to get you need to go buy a car somewhere six months after you file the bankruptcy. Are you going to get the 2.9% or 0% financing? No. Okay, so your car payment, because you had to file, you had to get a car at 16.5% interest, is $100 more a month than it would have been at 2.9%. However, Brian, these are things that when you come into our office, we discuss. If we know you're going to need a new car, sometimes we do that before. Um, if you're trying to purchase a new home or if you have, there are certain careers where your credit score is something that's important to us and, and mostly I find in the securities world. So we're going to vet through your personal situation and give you right. all of your options. But in general, here's what happens. You file the bankruptcy. And a year and a half later, your credit scores back up in the 700s. You're able to do anything you wanted to do. And then the credit card offers come roaring in. And they do. But hopefully you've learned from your previous mistakes and you don't put yourself in a position where you're going to end up in debt again. Now, we're going to finish. We're going to talk some more about debt in a second. But first, I've got to get to the announcements because otherwise, if I don't do them... Ken, who's on the little boat chugging around the ocean, is going to get a little more. I'm sure he's listening to us right now, and he's yep. just wondering when you're giving away that Elton John box set right, as right, the right. next gift at yeah. the seminar. In, in the meantime, uh, I want to invite the listening audience to watch the TV version of Law and Reality at 11 a.m. every Sunday morning on TV20. If you're out and about or off at church, hit the DVR button. Watch us in the afternoon. We are much more exciting than bowling. We promise. <laughs> want to invite everybody to sign up for our monthly contest where we're giving away a free $50 Visa gift card, a Law and Reality hat, and a copy of Ken's book, Dump Your Debt. You just go on our website, lawandreality.com, put in your information, and you're all signed up. Seminars coming up. Believe it or not, as the year, new year approaches, we have a seminar at the beginning of the year, Wednesday, January 9th, from 6 to 7.30 p.m. A simple, straightforward title. It's time to eliminate the debt. That's it. No fancy stuff. It doesn't give away anything. It's just a simple. Well, I want title. everyone to bring their credit card statements to the meeting, and we're going to open them together. Oh, it's like an fun. after Christmas present. It's actually, yeah. it's actually a really good idea. So it's time it's to like eliminate the too. debt. <laughs> how, what we're going to talk about is how to preserve your income for you and your family, so you have something to retire with, savings in the bank. We're going to talk about debt elimination. We're going to utilize bankruptcy, debt resolution. We're going to talk about offers and compromise with Jenny and tax problems, streamlined payment plans with the IRS. We're going to look at debt management. We're going to look at student loan relief. We're going to look at all the things, all the components of debt that are stressing you out, and we're going to show you that there are solutions to them. We sign up for that seminar again, which is Wednesday, January 9th at lawandreality.com or thavgross.com. Or you can call us the old-fashioned way at 888-235-4357. That's 888-235-HELP. And all of our attendees get a free copy of Ken's book, Dump Your Debt. Now, meanwhile, if you can't wait for the seminar or want to come in sooner, give us a call. We'll get you in for a free consultation. Just call us at 888-235-HELP. Or you can go online and sign up at thavgross.com or lawandreality.com. Free consultations on debt issues with myself, tax issues with Jenny, Estate planning again with myself or Ken. Business issues with Ken Gross or myself. 
elder law issues with Pat Samasco, Social Security disability issues with Jeffrey Kirshner. And, of course, if you have criminal law issues, Internet law issues with our own illustrious Corey Silverstein. And you just give us a call. We'll get you in to see him. And the bottom line is, is ignoring the problems does not make them go away. Ignoring them makes them worse. Take the opportunity at the beginning of next year to give yourself a fresh start. Now, if you're interested, by the way, we've got some free reports online, including the tax report that Jenny and Ken have written on how to deal with tax problems. We have a, pro a report on how to save your home from foreclosure. All right, Jenny, Corey, we've got a minute, 10 seconds left. Any final thoughts on what's going on here? You know what? For the new year, I think do yourself a favor and stop burying your head in the sand. If you have an issue or a potential issue, something that you it's, it's been bothering you, come in for a free consultation. Let's figure it out. Uh, th there's no harm done to get some really good information about your specific situation. Corey. Uh, other than you, Brian, being available, standing by next to your rotary phone, I would, uh, I would, I, I would tell everyone that listen, holiday time is is a, it, it's it's an amazing time. It's a great time to celebrate with family, but it's also a time where you can make some really bad decisions, both in terms of a debt standpoint, also in terms of decisions that might get you into criminal trouble. So before you make that mistake, or even make your mistake bigger, uh, in all seriousness, make the call. Uh, don't wait till it's too late. All right, and with that and the end of the year closing upon us quickly, remind everybody to be safe out there, enjoy the holidays, and uh, listen next week to the next week's version of Law and Reality. Thanks for listening, and have a fantastic week. <laughs>